Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Castile and I am going to start a brand new podcast called Hands Off My Podcast. This true crime podcast is for the lost voices of family or friends. They have the story of their loved ones that are or were unalived, missing, human trafficked, or exploited because of being a person of color and would love to share your story. Please contact me at handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com. Let's make your voice no longer the voiceless. If you fall in my community of LGBTQ2 spirits, Asian American Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color, then you're my people. Or if you like to follow and share on any of your listening podcast apps. Dios te bendiga. Today's guest is Bernadette Gold. She's the organizer of Enchanted Prosperity. Her passion is igniting and activating the lives of savvy, successful, high achievers by creating rapid income breakthrough with ease. She is also an Asian Pacific Islander that knows the challenges that are faced in the world to combat our culture, societal, and familiar programs. Please give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Bernadette Gold. Bernadette Gold, I love this, the, your last name. Do you have anything, like a story to tell behind the, your name? Is it your... It's kind of a funny story, actually. Yeah. I just changed my last name legally in December, January, um, I, to Gold, which okay. came from my Facebook group, which we made a few years, four or five years ago, we created a Facebook group we called burning gold after a song that I really like. And it's about really like leaving victimhood behind, mm-hmm. but gold as a frequency is the highest level frequency, right? As mm-hmm. a color. And I was liked it. And I was working with this marketing person a few years back and she kept calling me Bernadette gold. And I was like, you know, I like that last name. And I'd gotten divorced some 25, 26 years ago. And then once both my kids graduated from school. I was like, oh, I don't have to carry anybody's last name anymore. And I asked them, what do you think if I change it? Because my maiden name is a Villanosa, right? Filipino. Who uh-huh. can pronounce that, let alone spell it? And so they said, yeah, mom, do whatever you want. So now it's like for the very first time, because imagine Bernadette, a Villanosa. Yeah, that's a name to sign. Right. I'm like, I don't have to have that last name. I don't have to have my previous married name. So I chose that. And it's been really nice because it's short. (laughs) Yeah. And is it, is it, does it feel liberating in in a sense? It feels good. I actually ran, you know, because I am a woo woo. I ran the numerology, name numerology on it for, because it's what my business has gone under for several years. Um, But before I made it my personal name. I ran the name numerology and I was like, wow, yeah, it feels different. And I feel different. And I, it's nice because I can go into a restaurant and literally just people are like, did you say cold? No, gold, you know, like money. Oh, <laughs> so now I don't have to spell anything for people, you know, That's at awesome. all about my last name. I'm just like gold party too. <laughs> I, love, I love your back. I love this story. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, 
this this name I picked, um, I, w- I am divorced as well. So it's not my birth name, but I was just like, oh, um, yeah, I need to change his name. <laughs> so numerology, I never really thought of it in that way to, yeah. I was like, you know what? I was born December 11th. So I know those are pretty much strong numbers. Absolutely. So you're a Sag. I'm a Sag too. Sag. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 11 is a a pretty strong number. It is. If I'm not mistaken. So it's the pillar of manifestation. The 11. Okay. Because one is creation. So it's the, you put them together and it's literally a pillar. You're walking through the pillars of manifestation. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Okay, cool. I'm learning something new today, amongst other things, because we haven't even got started yet. So we'll just probably jump right into some of the questions I I wanted to ask of you to kind of get to know more about you. Um, What's the most beautiful place you've ever been? Kauai. Kauai. Yes. Yes. Favorite place on the whole planet. Really? How long were you there? Well, my family's from there originally. the last time I was there was just, I want to say three years ago, but I was just talking about it today. I want to go back. Like I miss it. Yeah. I miss it. Miss it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Born overseas too. So um, Okinawa, I would love to go back and see that. So that would be pretty amazing to put that on my bucket list is have my, all my kids go with me and this like, so I also looked at your website and you, and you have some interesting it's completely like they say it's all Greek to me and I apologize if I sound like I'm no, just you're coming good. out of coming out of left field in regards to not knowing as much about your background but could you tell me a little bit more about what you do and um <laughs> so yeah. many things yeah because yeah. it's, it's gonna be yeah I, I so I'm I'm a natural born clairvoyant and clairaudient and medium. Um, But I use my gifts differently than a lot of people. Yes, I do psychic readings, but I actually have a very strong background with psychology. And um, while I'm not a therapist, I do a lot of spiritual counseling and tend to get better results than most traditional psychotherapy. Like someone will go to psychotherapy for 10 years, come to me and we get it done in two months and massive breakthroughs, things like PTSD. So that's the fun stuff that I get to do is help people heal their traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trauma informed. So that's where that came from. <laughs> uh, and then I also help people learn how to align to source energy, to spirit, to open their spiritual gifts, to how to manifest money. I have classes that I teach and we get phenomenal results in there where we'll literally I teach people how to make huge income leaps from like I had a client that came to me into my class last year um, right at the start of the pandemic and they had gone through a rough patch from a car accident Mm. and were in Canada and lots of medical bills and were in foreclosure like that close to losing their house and someone referred them to me and she's like you're our last hope I'm like no It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And within a couple months of being in my program, they made $250,000 out of the blue. Save the house. And then a few months later, um, 
another 350. So they, they wow. 600,000 from zero to 600,000 in amazing. a year. That is Yeah, amazing. so I love teaching people how to do that because yeah. all of us can learn how to tap into the infinite supply like that. Um, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. I don't even, it's so hard when people ask me, what do you do? Like lots of stuff. Yeah. But mostly I help people, help people get through whatever their stuck point is. Yeah, I have a lot of that. So that'll be a whole different podcast within. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing all of this and you have such an extensive knowledge and background in dealing with healing and um, connecting with our specifically like you say you have in there there's charmed life charmed path you have Mm -hmm. the law of one you have like all this stuff that i i have no understanding on and i know you probably don't even have enough time to even just kind of like give us a cliff notes 101 on (laughs) um people who are unknowledged in that but i didn't want to follow this path honestly Yeah, yeah like i did not this wasn't my choice i was in corporate Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. what I'm trying to get. Like, what? Yeah. What made no, you come I, to this point? <laughs> I had a normal life. At least I thought I tried to have a normal life. I had great luck my whole life as far as um, once I became an adult and w- entered into the workforce, right? I was really hardworking, super intelligent, never a day in college, but I always was able to magically be in the right place at the right time. And I was smart. So people would hire me to do things that usually you would need a college degree for. So I climbed the corporate ladder really fast and became a director of business development in my 20s um, until the company got shut down by the feds because apparently my boss was running a Ponzi scheme. Mm. At which point I had enough money saved up, I decided to follow my dream and open a horse boarding and training facility in San Diego, which I ran for a bit and then moved to Colorado um, because I kept having dreams for five years you're moving to Colorado I'm like those are mountains and it snows there and I'm Mm -hmm. from California and I'm brown (laughs) that's not part of my heritage (laughs) and and woke up one morning to a very almost audible voice very loud almost audible voice said it's time to go Mm -hmm. and my water at the barn was shut off and all kinds of stuff was going on And I finally said, fine, where am I going? And I picked a place um, in the general area where I felt like my guides were telling me. And I picked, packed up an entire farm and in four days moved sight unseen to Colorado. And when I got there, I didn't know what I was going to do for business, for money. I was a single mom. And they said, you're going to give readings. I'm like, no, you can't make money do it. Can you make money like that? And then sure, it was the start of the dot-com thing, you know? So yeah, apparently you could. So I started that way and and reluctantly, I didn't have a choice. I guess you have to, I know a lot of things because I ran for my gifts most of my life. I did not want to have to, got in a lot of trouble for them growing up. So you have to back me into a corner with stuff like that. And I was backed into a corner, had to support me and my kid. And then I found out, you know, actually you can help people like this. This, this is a good way to help them, right? So I did, I've been doing readings for 21 years Wow, for people. Yeah, I just don't do them the same as I used to anymore. 
I don't I don't do your typical who's my baby's daddy stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it just the thought of having to do those types of readings or any type of reading it's you would have to find a way to keep your center because it's it's spiritually it's it's um it will extract yeah it'll extract your own energy from certain people certain situations circumstances so how do you keep yourself grounded or keep like (laughs) there's a lot of techniques and tools as a reader in in my early days i i had to use you know stones which you see (laughs) like stones always sage salt baths grounding outside which is not so easy when it's snowing you know, mm-hmm. you want to go stand outside barefoot and it's like minus 10. Not fun, but you do what you got to do, right? I, eventually, I just got play sand and put it in a box and used to put my feet on it oh, to try okay. and ground myself out. Little tricks that you end up doing. A lot of it was just really like using my own body to break energy. As I started to break out into my own private business, I, I didn't have to do those readings as much. And now I actually very, very choosy about who I work with and how, who I do readings for. And a lot of the people that actually started with me 21 years ago are still my clients. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been fun. It's like family. It's like having family. Yeah, that's... I'm still trying to figure out who I am. And I think it's because I just, I just don't either I choose not to have the time or I'm scared that I'll find out stuff that I'm not prepared to know and understand and comprehend and and carry on so I mean I think we all go through that up until you know we're faced with a thing of like it's time for you to fulfill your purpose yeah. I had up until I was close to my 30th year to figure it out. I got to play and be stupid and be a kid mm-hmm. and then no more. It was time to step in and it's a lot of responsibility. I mean, at least it is the way that I live my life because I have a really strong integrity. I can't say that about a lot of a lot of the readers that I see out there or psychics I see. I have very, very strong integrity. I have no problem saying to someone like that is none of your business. So I'm not answering that question. Like, it's none of your business who your ex is sleeping with. Like, no, (laughs) it's not a question I'm answering. But people ask me, I mean, you know, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Kind of obvious, like, look, look through the guy's phone. Like, how hard is that? You know? No, like they're talking exes. Like, oh, exes. Like, who cares about that? I mean, that's the past. People who haven't let let go. And that's oh. what I always try to redirect. Like, you're asking the wrong question. The question you need to ask me is, why can't you let go and move on with your life in a healthy way? That's mm-hmm. the question you should be asking me. Not, who is my ex sleeping with? Because <laughs> none of your business. Like, who really? Yeah, I completely agree. I'm like, that was just old. That was yesterday's news and the grass is definitely not greener as, as what they thought it was beyond that side. But that's but. what people call psychics for. <laughs> oh my a God. A lot. No joke. How's he feeling? How's she feeling? Is he coming back? It's like, or they'll start a relationship and they can feel that something's off. They'll call a psychic and say, you know, is this going to, is this going to work out? If you tip to your listeners, if you have to call a psychic and ask if your relationship is going to work out, you already know the answer is no. Yeah. You already know. Of course. Right? And then they get mad when I say no. I mean, I don't say it if it's not true, but I mean, they get mad. Well, that's not what the other seven psychics said. 
well, A, you're psychic shopping to get the answer you want. And B, I'm not seven other psychics. I'm actually one that will tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's not what everyone told me. Okay, I'll call them back. Good luck to you right. while you wait and get a fairy tale weaved for you and you're now hung up. It's like mediumship though. Like I, I have very strong ethics about doing readings for people who um, have crossed over. I won't do them unless it's been six months from the person dying because I I really believe that as human beings, it is up to us to learn how to grieve properly, go Mm. through that process. Mm -hmm. And I've watched once in a while now, if there's a, and and there are always exceptions, if there's a suicide um, or there's a a missing persons, right? Mm. That's different because there's all these unanswered questions. Um, But after that, I'm like, do not call me or any other psychic, a medium for another year. You hmm. need to grieve, like period. You don't get to use me as your little voice box to the spirit world. You get to use your journal for that. But just to bring some closure, I will do it if it's something like that. But for the most part, no, I watched too many people get hooked and spend tens of thousands of dollars talking to psychics because they just can't let go. To me, I feel like that's something that a lot of people can take advantage of. And that's like the worst thing to do to somebody who's grieving and and just hasn't found the proper way to grieve. It's just constantly opening that door and leaving that door open for just more pain. But yeah, I get it. That's... I don't know what if it. Oh, I just actually had. Yeah, I won't talk about because he just died a few few days ago. I don't. Know, I didn't know him much, but he was. I guess he was my great uncle. Hmm. Um, but my grandmother Marie. Yeah, she died a couple years ago. We weren't very close, but um, all of the things that have ever happened in my life traumatically, and there's been a lot. I can look back and go, you know, it's made me who I am. Like, I am so compassionate with people's struggles and their trauma because I've been there. Yeah. I, and I almost let it take me down. Mm-hmm. It's done it to me. But, you know, and I was also reading that um, and it made so much more sense in regards to that we carry our trauma through our DNA. We carry on our burdens of our fathers. I think there's some type of verse or something Ancestral like trauma. Ancestral yeah. trauma. And it makes so much sense as to why, why is our lives, the moment we, we take our first breath in this world is, it's like we're already marked um, defeat. And um, I don't think it is defeat. I mean, cause too, like there's past life stuff. There's yeah. past life trauma. You have historical trauma, which is a weird thing within the DNA where like if your if your ancestors, your lineage were in any kind of war and we're both of color, right? We're of Asian and, and Hispanic descent. That's so there's that thing where the missionaries came and did what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's oh, everywhere. Yeah. Right. Everywhere. So there was that trauma that our ancestors went through. Like in Hawaii, my family lost everything, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the Philippines, you go to the Philippines, they did it there. They did it in Spain. They've done it everywhere. Well, the wounds of that gets passed into the DNA generation after generation. So now we're at this place you come into life, you have your past life trauma, whatever you did 
that wasn't in alignment with your soul that you've got to pay for. You've got ancestral trauma. Then you've got all this other historical trauma that came with their stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, and then just the collective trauma, the sacred wound of the collective on of humanity, because we've done so many things on this planet that have hurt the planet and hurt, you know, animals and So it, it, it really is about working through it and still coming to the place of love. Can you love and can you see the beauty no matter how dark it looks? And we're in a time right now where that is exactly what we're all being asked to do. Yeah, it's very challenging, but I mean, it can be done. It's just the way we used to say, a whole lot of elbow grease, but... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, there's been a lot that that, that is shifting and changing very quickly um i think within human consciousness right now certainly you know the internet podcasts social media has sped up the ability for us to communicate globally um and connect to the collective unconscious quicker than we ever could before oh yeah um in recorded history who knows other other times in history that aren't recorded but certainly we have the ability right now to make quantum leaps and because you know we have this belief in linear time that everything marches forward in a certain way we yeah there's a lot of work to do but if you think in reality time and and the time continuum isn't really real it's only fourth dimensionally real and played out so that we can order things, we could make a quantum leap. We literally wouldn't have to move linear in a linear fashion. So the hundredth monkey, it was a, um, something that happened. There was monkeys, I want to say in Asia, that were dying from some bacteria on the coconuts, right? So some scientists went to one island with this one population of these monkeys and started to teach the mothers how to wash the coconuts before that they would eat them, right? Before long, the mothers would teach the the babies, but a strange thing happened. After they reached a certain number of monkeys that they taught to do this, monkeys on another island (laughs) that they'd never been to were making this leap, Mm -hmm. right? So they came up with this theory of the hundredth monkey. When you hit a certain level or a certain number of mass consciousness, it just leaps, everybody gets it, right? So we have to reach a certain level in consciousness. So many people have the idea that yes, we need a better world and this is how we do it. We all just make the leap at once and we don't have to wait in time. And, and it's, you know, like with the monkeys, somehow telepathically they were communicating and it saved the population of the monkeys even on the islands where there was no, you know, no scientists. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. We're in an exciting time where anything can happen. I choose to believe that whatever happens is going to be perfect and it's going to be exciting mm-hmm. and it's going to be right. Yeah. I, I wish it was tomorrow. I know. I completely agree. It's like I have this, I have this intention just to keep being as optimistic as possible, even though I'm just in a very, just the mindset that I have with this, this energy around me, it's just, I think um, at the time that we're in right now and why I do the work that I do, you know, and share what I share on lives and stuff like that, like the trick to it is you get to choose your thoughts. Your thoughts control how your body, your physical body and your cells and your genes and your DNA are reacting, right? Mm -hmm. 
your thoughts control how your emotions are flowing and what emotion you're operating under. So even in the worst of situations, if you can keep a positive mindset, it's going to continue to float you above all of the other stuff. Like I tend to want to just take my energy and expand it no matter how negative the situation is or how negative everyone's being. I will just maximize my energy and take over the energy of a place because I can. <laughs> I'm like, if you can be negative, I can bring my light and overtake your negativity. Right? Like, Dang. yeah, much better. I need and that. then it tends to, to rub off on people. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think anybody likes being negative. So you have um, also wanted to hit on some of the topics here as well that you you hit yourself as overcome tr trauma, bullying, toxic relationships. And you um, you did also hit on the subject that you had been in this business for 21 years. Now, you've you've helped 40,000 people internationally. We stopped counting. But yes, Oh my goodness gracious. I'm a bit of a workaholic. Yeah, <laughs> not lately. I've been trying to back off this year because I'm 54 now. I'm like, I don't go that pace. But yeah, yeah. we stopped counting at 40. And I not a contest I'm proud of. No, <laughs> no. I was like, you've been working on everyone else. There's times that you just have to sit and absolutely actually work for yourself as well. And I want to go to the Philippines. Like, I I want to go with my dad before my dad dies you know um and there's places there where the family because his mother was from the philippines his father was from um portugal so and i'd love to go to portugal but the climate you know has been really like political climate and war climate yes not so good not really wanting to travel there so it's been really hard right I went to India, but that was for neck surgery. Um, and, I, you know, I, I wasn't for a long time. I thought, oh, I want to go to India. I never thought I'd be there for neck surgery. Yeah. But um, I don't ever want to go back if I don't have to. Mm. It was very uncomfortable as a woman being there. Women aren't treated as well <laughs> as we are here. <laughs> Yeah, there's different, lo the, I mean, the caste system and the, the levels of how sad. they're treating, yeah, how they Very treat sad. women, like, consider property. And it just kind of reminds me back, it's not that far far back in, in their history, but, I mean, I know there's still it going around, um, you know, slaves. So it's just like women have been fighting on global levels in different mm -hmm. areas to getting out of that but it's just like but that's what's missing in our world too yeah. it's a very masculine driven world mm -hmm. but at the time we're in right now from a spiritual perspective and, and from a spiritual understanding the time we're in is the rise of the divine mat the divine feminine but it isn't to the exclusion of the divine masculine energy right like we've been living masculine to the exclusion of feminine mm -hmm as the divine feminine rises in all of us, which is just the balancing of the yin and yang energies. That's how I was just gonna say that, yeah. Yeah. You like, have to have both too. You have to have both, but yeah. when the more we embrace the feminine aspect, the nurturing, <laughs> the emotional side, instead of just the analytical side, I, the world will heal rapidly. And that's that time we're in right now, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been a, <sighs> 
since the beginning of what? I mean, women have been held down. Thousands. Millennia. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, and then I don't understand. Here's the question philosophically I always ask myself like, so the men that made these rules and have run the system that holds women down, did they just not love their mothers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the analogy of the chicken and the egg, you know, it's know. just, yeah, it's just insane. <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of history and dinner, um, if you could have dinner with anyone from history, <laughs> who would that be? <laughs> See, that's a toss up between Buddha and, and Jesus. Like either one I'd be good with. Yeah. So many questions. Yeah, <laughs> like, so many things like, I want to know, hey, how was it when? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there are different points in time. So this, the different types of um, understanding of, of life and world and the universe is just... Seriously, would love either one of them. Like, yeah. That's it. But it's a hard one to... Like, do you want Buddha? Yeah, <laughs> and what would Jesus. you guys eat? <laughs> like, hmm. Bread. Bread. <laughs> Lots of bread. Bread. Wine. Bread Maybe and some wine. grapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wasn't Buddha considered... um. Was he vegetarian? He was. Okay, yeah. so yeah, we would have to skip on the carbs a little bit. Rice. As you, as you, I'm sure he ate rice. <laughs> yeah, that's a staple, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rice. Yes, yes. Well, I think you probably already. Um, so, if you could travel in time, if you could travel time travel, oh my gosh, where would you go? Where would I go? What time? Ah. Like, can, can I pick the point of origination yeah. <laughs> before before we were human, like beings on this planet? Because that's probably what I would pick before it got all messed up on this planet. Like we were microbes. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> when the thought was, let's let's make humans. I would like to be there right before so I can like, have some no. input. <laughs> yeah. Like. Like they say, you're you're a glimmer in God's eye. Yeah, you know what? Let's go back to that glimmer and see <laughs> why you decided to do it that way. Right? <laughs> what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? There's so many things I could say, but you know, in reality, um, I think it was being a mother. She seemed to be yeah. a mother. Um, yeah, I can, I can reassure that. I concur with that because I have three boys, yeah. I don't think you know that you're being courageous until they're here and then you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. Like, am I up to this? You know? There's no re return receipt once it's <laughs> like, Especially oh. teenage years, you're like, am I gonna get them through this without killing them or them killing me? Yeah, this is the effective part. Can we just return this? <laughs> <laughs> I've had this moments like, oh my God, what did I create? <laughs> oh, it's a me. <laughs> because I know I was horrible when I was a child. I was just horrible. Yep. And I, now I'm getting like, my nine-year-old is a, um, he has sensory processing disorder, autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that I had, I was never diagnosed. Um, I feel like I I have it. Um, something or of some type of disorder. Um, it could be a ADD. It could be a combination of something on the autism spectrum. I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, um, 
<laughs> these oh mothers that are like on Instagram that have like the perfect feet. I know. Oh, we're in white pants. I'm like, really? I've never. Really? <laughs> no, that's not how that works. No, it doesn't. I don't know where they get there from. But yeah, I, I've never owned a white pair of pants in my life. So yes, but, that was my most courageous without knowing it. Choosing <laughs> to be a mother. Yeah. Go figure. Go figure. Who would have done thought? crazy things in my life, broken lots of bones, but that was probably the most courageous part. Yeah. That and birth, like having a child without drugs at home, that was pretty. Yeah. Uh, had to too. rethink that one. Yeah. But then it was too late once it was happening. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't have any, and they're all natural. And they're like, um, by the time I thought about getting up, oh, it's too late now, you're crowning. So I'm like, oh, dang it. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Push it back in. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, what, this is probably just completely out of context, but um, what is the sound you love the most? <laughs> I used to love the laughter of children. Just I do giggly. love that, but you know, <laughs> more than that, my favorite sound um, is the ocean. Oh. I, the ocean is my favorite sound. Just the the, the sound of the waves mm-hmm. and the sound of that rhythm. Just that's I could be anywhere on the beach and sleep because of that sound. Oh, that's so nice, yeah. Cause I was just I was just my gosh. Memorial weekend I went to Pompano Beach, Florida. And I've never been there before. I was just mm. there and I just stuck my feet in that water and I just did not I didn't want to move. It just, it was like, it was calling me like the heartbeat was just of the, of mother nature was just kind of like in and out, like, like breathing. It just felt so. We sync with that. Yeah, We do. Our bodies actually will sync with the rhythm of yeah. the waves coming in and out. And it's, it slows us down. But the sound of it too, is just like, oh, especially when no one's on the beach. I like that better. <laughs> Nobody around. <laughs> <laughs> Let me enjoy the sound, please. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> if anybody wanted to get to know more about you, where would the listeners reach out and how would they be able to contact you? So my website is BernadetteGold.com. I'm on YouTube as Bernadette Gold, and then I'm on Facebook as Enchanted Wealth. Ah, okay. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, enough of me. And I thank you so much. You know, I hope the best for you. And I hope everything goes out well for you. And Ed, I hate getting headaches, I swear. But um, yeah, we uh, that's the one thing I will say for for any of your listeners, if they are getting physical symptoms, ear ringing, dizziness, vertigo, headaches, aches and pains and old injuries. And they're wondering what the heck. Mm -hmm. It's just the energy. Like we keep getting these waves of energy that is actually giving us really crappy physical symptoms. Um, So if they were to ask their friends, they'd probably tell them the same thing. But a lot of people don't realize that that's what's happening. And so they're running to the doctor and the doctor's like, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And there isn't. It's just the energy on the planet between solar flares and, and whatever else we're getting hit with. It really has been super intense. So mm-hmm. we will get through it in the end. Yes. Yes, we shall. We shall overcome like, uh, like they say. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much have a wonderful weekend i you appreciate too. your time yes ma'am bye bye
Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion Podcast. I'm Jasmine Castillo, also known as DJ Jim Jam. If you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast, please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist. www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.